Hello, this is Tony coming at you with another podcast episode, and today I have a special guest on my show. Hey, my name is Noah, come from the other country, yeah. And today we'll be talking about the past version of ourselves and how we've changed over the years. Before I start the podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to my supporters and anyone else who's listening to the podcast. This wouldn't be possible without you. Now, without further ado, let's get to the episode. Let's go. So both of us are freshmen in college, and we've had a lot of experience in our lives. Sure, we're only 18 and 19 years old, but we still went through high school, middle school, and elementary school. Plus, we had to deal with the pandemic. So because of all of these factors, you know, we have a lot of things to talk about, especially regarding the past version of ourselves. So that brings up the first question that I have for my guest, which is... Who were you four years ago? So four years ago, I was living in Korea. I did not expect to come to come to the state. I didn't. I didn't know any English. I couldn't really speak very much. And uh, yeah, like I was like a typical Korean. Yeah. How did you react when you first came to America, or when you first heard about coming to America? So. When I heard about, like, coming to America, I was, like, sick. Like, you know, U.S., it's going to be really fun. I thought about something like California, like the New York, some kind of, like, really famous city, you know. And uh, I got here and uh, realized there's, like, nothing else but the hills and the old people in my town. Uh, and I asked the person, like, where, am I at? Uh, where I'm at, and uh, I was at North Dakota, it's like the most countryside in the whole state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, North Dakota does not sound like a fun place to go to, especially compared to places like Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Like all of these places are in the Midwest. And the fact that you went to North Dakota and that was your first impression of this new country is very disappointing, man. Do you have anything to add to this? Oh, it was very, uh, it was not that, like, disappointed, but, like, I was more kind of, like, surprised that, like, you know, I, I had to stay in this countryside for, like, three years, you know, because uh, back when I was in, living in Korea, uh, I was living in the, like, really city size, like, it's called, like, Seoul, and now I came here, North Dakota, just the cows and the hills, I don't know, man, uh, I didn't really, <laughs> I had, like, a mixed kind of feelings about it, but. Okay, mixed feelings about, you know, coming to America. That sounds like a very, you know, a very interesting experience that I've never had because I've only lived in this country for, like, my whole entire life. Mm. So getting your perspective on this is, like, very interesting to me. And I definitely feel like when it comes to the mainstream media, it pushes this narrative that everything is better in America and America is such like a great country that 
that other countries, like, the narrative is that America is better than other countries because it has more freedom and it has a bigger landscape. It has, it's, it's a bigger country than, than South Korea. It's bigger than Japan. It's, it's bigger than Nigeria. It's bigger than Cameroon. Like, it, America is such a big country. And unfortunately, I feel like the mainstream media has, you know, pushed this agenda that America is better when in reality, you know, Americans have problems just like anyone else does, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. You can add to this if you want to. So I heard that like U.S. is kind of like a, like 50 countries kind of just combine all together. Uh, and uh, when I came here, I realized like every state have like a different character. And uh, also they have like a different problem. Also they have, uh, they have like a different culture. And uh, uh, as a world traveler, uh like it was a it's a really good experience for me to just going on the other state and then like experiencing different culture every time i go there yeah would you say that you were very adventurous when you first came to america oh yeah definitely because uh north dakota like the country countryside i've never been even when i was living in korea nor like uh, when I was traveling to like Mongolia, uh, I've experienced something like like the poor, poor city country, but uh, I never experienced like a farm farm kind of culture, you know. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, and I'm glad that you're comfortable with sharing your experience because, you know, if I if I came from another country and at the age of like. 13 or 14 I came to America it would be hard for me to like really share my experience like this so I greatly appreciate you for your vulnerability and your willingness to share yeah you know and I guess that that moves us on to the next topic which is high school so the first question that I have for you is how did peer pressure affect you in high school <laughs> so so I even though I was like international student, uh, I couldn't really speak much about the English. Uh, I always had, I always had a, like a high expectation of myself, and uh, uh, I always thought like I could speak English better because, like, I did not know how to speak English at all. Like when I first come here, you know. Uh, so there was a lot of peer pressure that my parents gave it to me, because of like the some kind of expectation they have on me. Plus my all the Korean friends that like oh yeah he he he's just gonna fail on the U.S. because some of the like international students who like try to who try to come to the U.S. and like you know try to like study in here like like they like almost like half the people like they couldn't get used to the culture and then they just go back to Korea yeah they wasted like one or like two years of their life you know like in the high school. So, so I had a, like peer pressure that the, if I don't get used to the culture, or like, like if I kind of just don't fit into this culture, then I'm probably gonna waste like a year, like two years of my life, like in the high school. Uh, yeah. So there was a peer pressure that uh, can I make this or not, especially on the like the whitest, whitest states of like the whole America. I heard that like ninety five percent. Of the population in North Dakota was like white, and everyone else is like a 
yeah, other races and stuff. So yeah, I had a, like a lot of peer pressure, but uh, yeah, it's all good right now. Yeah. Wow, that sounds amazing. Like not the experience that you went through, but just the facts that you articulated yourself so well right there. Like just the way that you talked about like how you had pressure back home because a lot of South Koreans who come to America can't adjust to the new culture. And because of that, they end up going back to South Korea, which is very unfortunate. But I like how you talked about that. And you also talked about like, you know, having this expectation that you could speak English very well, like this high expectation of yourself. And that relates to my experience of like creating a YouTube channel in middle school oh, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, just believing that I was actually a good YouTuber when I actually sucked. Like the audio quality was bad, the editing was terrible, and the thumbnails were terrible as well. And then there was this other time in high school, in 11th grade, where I, I thought I was good at driving. But unfortunately, I failed the, the road test because I, I didn't practice enough. And there was this other time where I thought I was great at basketball because, <laughs> listen, because in 11th grade, during the summer, I, I did a basketball camp that started at 7 a.m. in the morning. I mean, it went until 9 a.m., two hours. And there was this other basketball camp that started at 5 p.m. and went until 7 p.m. And because of me going to these basketball camps, I thought I was a, a good basketball player because before I went to these basketball camps, I was terrible at playing basketball. But when I started to improve, I thought I was a great basketball player just because I made some improvements. But what, what happens next? I was the first person to get cut from the basketball team in 11th grade. That's what happens when you have high expectations. I mean, like when you overestimate your abilities and you have very high expectations for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can, you can add to that if you want to. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely understand what he's saying. Uh, back when I was living in Korea, uh, I, was, I was really smart. I was I wasn't like really really smart, but like in a in an academic wise, I was decent. So uh, when I came to America, uh, I also had a like high expectation on the academic wise and stuff. But my first year, uh, my freshman year, I my GPA was two point nine. So yeah, I didn't get a really good grade. I was kind of disappointed in myself, but. Uh, yeah, so I had to figure... Everything was kind of brand new to me. Uh, everything that I do was kind of like a challenge to me. So, and uh, I never experienced that before. So I had to like, like challenge myself on the new position every time. And uh, as I get used to like challenging the new position, I become like a better person. Wow, that... Bro, that sounds amazing. Like, just the facts that you had this high perception of yourself and you overestimated your abilities in school and the moment that you received a 2.9 GPA during your freshman year of high school is also the moment where you realized that you were overestimating your abilities, mm. if I'm understanding correctly. Right, right, right. Wow, yeah. that that sounds amazing because... 
even me, like after I got cut from the basketball team in 11th grade, I started to realize that I wasn't that good at basketball because I didn't understand some of the fundamentals, mm. like being able to to um, cut to the basket or being able to set up basketball plays and passing the ball. Like, obviously I could pass, but making good passes in basketball can be very challenging, especially when you have good defenders, because sometimes you have to you have to do a bounce pass. Sometimes you have to, to throw a lob, and you also have to crash the backboards as well, which mm-hmm. is rebounding. And I didn't have those skills in 11th grade. I was decent at dribbling, and I could drive to the basket, but I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, cut to the basket. I couldn't break the boards and box out and all of these other skills. Hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that experience, man, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you also have, like, the other experience? So when it comes to, like, a new challenge, like a something, something you had to challenge that you never challenged, like, before or, you know? A new challenge that I faced in high school? That's a good question. I would say getting a job. Getting a job. Yeah, getting a job was a new challenge for me because at at the time, in 11th grade, I was working at Domino's mm-hmm. and I hated my job because it was a very toxic work environment. Mm-hmm. Like, my manager was always talking behind everyone's back. Um, my there was this other manager who was very cocky to say the least because there was this one time where I was taking an order on the phone and then this guy like he literally grabs me and he moved me out of the way while I was taking that order and that really pissed me off because yeah. he he just did that without without telling me to get out of the way he didn't have to touch me like that and then there was this other guy He was actually my coworker, and he was micromanaging everything that I did. And that presented a new challenge for me because I wanted to quit this job, but I didn't know where else I could work. Mm. Because at the time, I, I only knew about the fast food industry, and I wanted to get a job at Walmart. But unfortunately, it was hard for me to get a job at Walmart, and that was a new challenge for me because getting a job at McDonald's and Domino's was easy, but... When, I, when it came to getting a job at Walmart, that was tough. Mm. And I got a job at Walmart eventually because I passed the, the online assessment test and I finally spoke to the hiring manager because the, the management at Walmart is so bad because you have to call them at least five times a day just to, get, just to talk to the hiring manager. So I finally got a job at Walmart, but then it presented a new challenge Because then I started getting lazy. Mm. And there was this one time where I clocked in at 4.30 and I decided to take a 15 right away. So I literally sat in the lobby for 15 minutes. And then the manager called me in to his office and he said, Tony, don't ever do that shit again or else you won't have a job here. So that... So that laziness factor was a new challenge for me because I had to find a way to be productive. And keep in mind, uh, during, that, during that day, like the time where I clocked in at 4.30 and I took a 15 right away, I walked to work for 20 minutes that day when it was winter time. So it was very cold outside. 
and I wanted to rest a little bit. Mm. So that was a new challenge for me. Mm. No, 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 completely, completely understand. Yeah, yeah. When I first have a job, like uh, at the beginning of like having a job, like was kind of like nervous to me at one point, and then like when it, when the all the nerve got off and like I started not having like I started not being nervous. Uh, like I became kind of lazy too. I just sat down in the corner and uh, pretend like I was in work. You know, uh, yeah, completely understand. Yeah, I think laziness is the toughest thing to get rid of. Instead of like, okay, uh, having a having a motivation is easier than like getting off like the laziness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, man. Like when I look at the past version of myself, I do see a very lazy person in a lot of ways, and I also see a very impatient person because even when I worked at Domino's, all I could think about is getting a job at Walmart and quitting this job. But what I had to realize is that it would take two months for that to happen, and every day when I went to Domino's, I was so impatient because I kept on thinking about Walmart. But I couldn't wait for that opportunity. I had to keep on thinking about it. And when you keep on thinking about something that's going to happen in the future, it ends up making you so depressed. It makes you so. It it makes you suffer because mm. now you can't enjoy the present moment because you consistently think about the future. Mm. And that's what I was facing. Like I I didn't I couldn't enjoy anything at Domino's because. All I could think about is getting a job at Walmart, and because of that, I couldn't focus. Mm. You know, damn, that that kind of hit me really hard. You know, <laughs> something that something that's gonna happen in the future. If you just keep thinking about it, you're not gonna enjoy the present moment. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that moves us to the next question, which is. What did you aspire to be in high school? What did I aspire to be in high school? So watching on the YouTube, I saw some other like international student who's like who's just really good at just hanging out with like all the American. Like they they can just speak so well. They can just like hang out, no awkward. So uh, yeah, I really aspired him like at one point. And I couldn't speak like in English that much, yeah. Because Americans and the Korean, they also have like a different culture, and the the way they talk, the 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 the, the way they hang out, the way they just spend time all together. So I really want to get used to it because I didn't want to go back to Korea and uh, ended up just wasted like a year, like two years of my life. So yeah. That one, I yeah, it's like the successful international student in the high school. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah. Wow. For me, in ninth grade, I aspired to be Lil Uzi or Lil Tecca, <laughs> and here's why I wanted to be those rappers. The reason why I wanted to be those rappers is because they were famous, they were getting attention, mm. and they were getting a lot of women. <laughs> a lot of bitches, and because of that, I wanted to be those rappers because I always listened to this one song made by Lil Uzi, 
uh, called 20 Minutes. I also <laughs> listened to Lil Tecca a lot uh, during ninth grade, and I listened to Ransom. I listened to um, Count Me Out. I listened to... Um, there was this other song that I was listening to. I just forgot what the name of the song is. But, man, like, when I listened to those songs, I wanted to rap like them. I wanted to be them. And I find it very interesting how both of us have idolized these social media influencers, mm-hmm. whether they're YouTubers, um, rappers, singers, yeah. celebrities, athletes. Like, both of us had that experience in high school where we looked up to someone on the internet and we didn't know this person in real life. Mm. I find that very interesting and I feel like a lot of high schoolers nowadays face the same challenges because even in 11th grade, I remember when all of the kids in my, well not all of the kids, but at least a lot of the black kids in my school wanted to be NBA Youngboy mm. because NBA Youngboy, he, he had a lot of women he had seven children. He was only 20 years old. He was, he was dropping a lot of music. He was a menace to society. And he was doing all of these negative things. And many kids in my school aspired to be NBA Youngboy because he, had, he got a lot of attention. And people listened to his music. And he was respected. That's the one thing. He was respected. Mm. And... I think that's interesting how both of us wanted to be respected because you wanted to be respected because you saw a Korean talking with fellow Americans and he was very successful at doing that. Mm -hmm. You wanted the same respects that he had. Mm -hmm. And for me, I wanted the same respects that these rappers had when they were talking to women and when they were talking to their friends and they could always hang out with someone because... In ninth grade, there were times where I couldn't hang out with anyone because no one wanted to hang out with me. Mm. But when I looked at these rappers, everyone wants to hang out with them. Even my phone. Like, in ninth grade, my phone was so dry. Like, Snapchat, Instagram, and, and messages. I, I only had messages because I had a, a Samsung instead of an iPhone. Yeah. But my phone was always dry. And I was thinking to myself... Like, man, if I was Lil Uzi or Lil Tekka, how many people would be texting me right now? How many people would be texting me right now if I was a famous rapper? Uh And I was thinking about that. I was also thinking about, like, man, these girls, like, they probably want to hang out with these rappers all of the time. And I wanted that in ninth grade. I wanted those things to happen. But then I woke up and I started to realize that not, not everything is is peaches and rainbows, you know? Mm-hmm. You can add on to that. Right. Uh, I also realized, so, uh, when I went back to Korea uh, and I get to meet one of the, like, international student, Korean international student, he was not doing, like, a YouTube, but, like, uh, whenever he posts something on the Instagram, like, he always posts about, like, just having a really good time. It's, like, all those of a, like, cool American and stuff. So I was like, damn, like, how do you do that? But uh, in the reality, like, that was all just showing up. Like, he didn't hang out with, like, the American, like, all the time. And, you uh, know, somehow he was, like, pretend that he's having a good time with all the Americans. But in the reality, he, he, is, he wasn't. He just stayed in the home, just, you know, being alone, uh, just 
yeah, spend spend his time alone. And the the reason why the Americans were in his social media was because he just had like a lot of followers, and the, when when he tagged someone, then the a lot of people kind of just followed them, and like they just wanted to get like more followers and stuff. Uh, so I was like, damn, like so it's all just kind of showing up at one point. And then I realized, like, uh, and then my pure pressure, uh, pure pressure on the, just you know, just being a cool international student was gone. I became more calm in a way, and then and then I get to hang out with like Americans like a lot easier, and uh, now like I'm just like hanging out with, hang out with like Americans like all the time, which is really good in some way, but yeah, yeah. Wow, bro. I have, bro, I, I feel like we have similar stories to each other because mm-hmm. the story that I'm about to tell sounds very similar to his story, except it's not from an international perspective. Mm. But in ninth grade, there was this kid in my school, I will name him X, but X kid in my school was very popular because Whenever I went on Snapchat, I, I always saw this kid on someone's Snapchat story. Mm. And this kid somehow convinced everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people in my school to at him in their Snapchat stories. So whenever you looked on someone's Snapchat story, you would always see this guy's name. And then you would get a link to like add this guy on Snapchat. And... There was one time where I asked my friends if he could post me on his Snapchat story and he said, oh no, I don't, I don't usually post people on my Snapchat story. And I was so pissed off because this other kid in my school was getting posted on everyone's Snapchat stories. Mm. Like the girls, the guys, like everyone was posting this guy. He was hanging out with the football players. He was hanging out with one of the best football players um, in, in my high school. And I was so jealous of this guy. But then I started to realize that this guy does a lot of shady things for attention. Like, he cheated on his girlfriend. And then for this other guy, I mean, not this other guy, but to this, he was, he was friends with this other girl in my school who was very attractive. And he, he did something to piss her off. And then the girl, like, told her to take down an Instagram post because she was in the Instagram post and she she was very mad about what happened for some reason. Mm. I don't know exactly what happened, but this guy was just creating a lot of beef between him and other people, mainly because he wanted attention. And I find that very shady how, you know, on the outside looking in, I saw this guy posted on everyone's Snapchat story. Like, it always said, at this person on Snapchat. So... Whenever you swiped up, you could see this guy's Snapchat and you could add him on Snapchat. Mm. He was always posting cool things on a story. But when you see this guy in real life, he's very narcissistic in a way. Mm. I'm glad that your story doesn't have that that same aspect to it because the guy that you were talking to was very humble and he was a very he was a very um, understandable person. But the guy that I was dealing with, he was very he was very cocky and narcissistic, mm. but I'm glad that your story had a different ending to it or a different <laughs> conclusion. Well, like talking about the social media, 
Uh, I also had a, like a similar like similar experience, you know, like so I I made an Instagram account uh, when I was in the high school and uh, I just had a, like less than 100 followers and I see and I see like some of my friends have like I don't know like 700 followers like 1k you know 2k I was like damn like how do you get famous like so well so in a way uh, I did I also did like a lot of things to bring attention from the other people like just you know posting posting a lot of stories and uh, like you know trying to talk to a lot of people and uh, and uh, like asking some of the people like yo like do you mind like if you can just like repost me just tag me for a bit like see how it goes and uh, yeah I, at, at one point I was really having a pressure on just I should have like a more followers and followers and I ended up having more followers like fortunately but like in the like in the other way uh, I thought about okay so when I didn't have a lot of followers I was like damn like if you have a lot of followers then like yeah, it's, it's gonna be popular and you're gonna feel awesome like every day but in the end uh, even when I had a, like a decent followers I wasn't really happy like it's just all the same it wasn't really special like or anything so I ended up deleting social media because even even though I knew that like the following numbers like doesn't really matter I still I still I still kind of look at my post and like you know the number of the like and the, the the number of the followers that I have so ended up deleting social media uh, I suggest everyone to just delete social media because yeah uh, I don't think it's like really good things as long as you don't make the money on the social media yeah wow that is a very good point and that brings up a question that I have for you which is what is the biggest mistake that you made in high school biggest mistake I made in high school yeah dating my first girlfriend uh, so so I wanted like attention and uh, uh, like in Asia, I don't know about like Japan or China, but like Korea have like a like kind of stereotypical thinking that uh, like you know if you date like a white blonde hair, blue eyes type of girl, then you're just like super success. Like you're just like I don't know what you did, but like you 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 did you made something. So uh, in a way, I, I just wanted to have like a respect on the other people. So I flirted with one girl. And uh, I ended up like dating with her, but uh, I I kind of liked. Okay, she was a good friend, but like I didn't like her personality that much. But I just liked the way she looked. Uh, after we dated, of course, it didn't really go well because I didn't uh, I didn't really like her personality. And uh, yeah, that that is truly my biggest regret, because uh, in a sense. I wanted my first girlfriend to be like someone who's special, but she, okay, she was kind of special in a way, but she wasn't type of girl that like, oh yeah, she's my girl. Like, uh, like uh, every time I hang out, I'm feeling so happy or like, she's not that. She's not that kind of girl. Like she, she just like, like when she's when she's around you, then like people kind of just like, oh yeah, like he, he he's hanging out with Anna, or like just you know he's having a good time. But like, 
I, I wasn't really happy. Yeah. Wow, that, hey, that sounds like a very interesting story. And I like how you, you talked about, you know, the different perspectives of the story. Like, from, from another person's perspective, it, it seems like you were winning in this situation because you were dating a very attractive white girl. But from your perspective, it wasn't that it wasn't a good experience dating this girl because you couldn't feel a connection. You didn't get a connection with this girl because of her personality. And I like how you broke you broke those different aspects down. And that brings me on to my my biggest mistake, which was rapping in in ninth grade. (laughs) And the reason why I say this is because when I started to rap in ninth grade, I was getting so much attention and I became hooked to, to the attention that I was receiving because there was this girl who always asked me to freestyle. She was so attractive and she was a grade above me. And again, there was this one time when I was walking to, the, to my bus and she asked me if I could give her a ride home because she thought I had a car and I had to say no. But that was such a good experience because prior to me rapping, I wasn't getting that attention. And since I was so addicted to the attention that I was receiving, I kept on rapping. The past version of myself just wanted attention from other people. And this was during quarantine, this happened before quarantine as well. So when quarantine started, that's when I became depressed because I couldn't share my music with other people. And then I started to hate myself because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get any girls in quarantine because I couldn't share my music with them mm-hmm. and it really sucked, you know? So rapping was my biggest mistake. And, you know, <laughs> there was even this other situation where some guys lied and said, <laughs> and said that I made a diss track on a girl that I asked out in high school and they sent her the diss track and then she was so pissed off because she posted me on her story and she, she um, added me on her, on her story. You know, and she said, yo, Tony, stop telling everyone that I dated you. I literally don't know you. And I was so pissed off because <laughs> these these guys were making up rumors and they said that she sends me news when in reality, I just told these guys that I asked her out for homecoming. And again, that mistake right there almost got me in trouble because if this girl saw me in real life, she would have smacked me in the fucking face. <laughs> but luckily, she was <laughs> Luckily, she went to a different school, so I didn't have to worry about being attacked, you know. But yeah, that's the biggest mistake that I made in high school. And I think you already answered this question, but how did that mistake in high school change your life? (laughs) (laughs) So, So in a way, after that, it got like the other, like... Some other people's attention, and uh, and uh, it kind of got into like a lot of drama in a sense, which was really stressful to me. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't want to go back to the time because it's like, okay. There, there's always the rumor, and the, there's so many things that I didn't do, but like people like, oh yeah, he did that, he did, he did this, he did that, and I didn't like it at all. Mm, well. But in a sense, I became like a better person as I, as I experienced like a different thing. 
and uh, I I don't regret that uh, all the situation happened to me. Like, yeah, I got it as an experience, became a, per- a better person, and I like it. Yeah. Okay. For me, I I learned from my mistake by by changing my perspective of of how I should be making music or changing the way that I make music because when I was in ninth grade, I was so focused on other people and getting their validation. Like whenever I dropped a song, like a girl would always talk to me and she would tell me to make more music and I was getting a lot of attention at school. But then I decided to to stop sharing my music with other people and to focus more on on sharing my own story. So like talking about where I'm from, Nigeria, or talking about um, serious topics in my music. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I want to do it. Not because I want to share it with other people, mm. but because I want to do it for myself. And when I started focusing on myself and I started you know, writing down my thoughts, I started meditating, I started um, listening to Bob Marley, I started listening to um, positive music. Mm. When I started doing those things in 11th grade, that's when my life started to change for the better. And I stopped using social media as much because that was one of the biggest issues in ninth grade. I was always on social media. Snapchat was my most used social media app in in ninth grade. And when I deleted Snapchat, I felt better about myself. Mm -hmm. And even then, like there were other mistakes that I made in ninth grade. Like I actually pretended to be someone else on Snapchat. So I made a fake account like I made a, I made a fake account of this popular kid at my school and I texted some of his friends and I started trolling them. Like I there was this one friend that he had who who really liked talking to him and I told his friends that he should meet him at Target. And when he came to Target, he he found out that that I lied to him, but he didn't know that it was me. He thought it was the popular kid at my school because I was pretending to be him on Snapchat. So I made a fake Snapchat account and people actually bought into it. You know, they actually thought that I was the popular kid at my school and I just made a second account on Snapchat. But really I was pretending to be someone else and that was very fucking negative. Cause after after those mistakes, I just changed my life by not using social media and not pretending to be other people because when you pretend to be other people, that's when you start to realize that, you know, no one's life is perfect. And you also start to realize that since you're pretending to be someone else, what does that say about yourself? Do you do you not like your, something about yourself? So now you're pretending to be someone else instead? You know, all of those questions, you know, but... <laughs> So you made a fake account for the fa- one of the famous guy in your school. Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> in ninth grade. Wait, but the, if you make a new account, then you're not gonna have like a like the snap score, you know? You're gonna have like a zero, like a less than hundred. Yeah, I know, but since I was pretending to be someone else, I could tell people that I made a second account on Snapchat. Oh, and you they know. just. Yeah, and they yeah. added me back. Damn, bro. Yeah. It's kind of toxic. Yeah, it it was terrible. 
I, I, I seriously regret those mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't do like a, like a, like a similar thinking that I'm like, like pretend that I made like a second account, pretend the famous person like make like a second account, but like I made a second account and uh, it kind of like stalked a lot of people because you know if you stalk the people on the like their Instagram you, like there's a there's a I don't know there's a thing that you can show the like you can see that like who stalked who and uh, like I didn't want to get caught because after I broke up with my my first girlfriend I stalked her like a lot through like Instagram and the, so, and the Snapchat yeah yeah Social media itself is very toxic in a way. Uh, 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 for 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 those who want to come into like a college and want to get some girls and stuff, uh, you might want to have like a social media because like asking someone out as like a phone number might be a little risky game. But like you're not if you're not desperate over the girls then you don't need to have like social media it's it's like a dating app it's literally like a dating app and yeah unless you don't want the girls or like the boys you don't need it wow man i like how you dropped some good advice at the end of your answer that's that's amazing yeah. and i guess that flows smoothly to this to the last question which is when did you start improving yourself and why so you know, coming on the other, coming on the other country, want to get used to like a U.S. So every time I face like a new challenge, I learn like English more. Uh, I want to learn about the like American culture like a lot more. Uh, so as I as I became on the situation that like I'm on the zero, I I worked really hard. To, to be like at a point that uh, like I'm like decent enough and uh, I think you know like the like even the people who's like kind of old like 40, 50 they all challenge like a new thing and uh, I was like damn like like they got the money and uh, they got the like really good family going on I don't know why they're like challenging themselves and like have like a risky life but like after experience like an international student life, uh, challenging new thing give, give you like a lot of motivation, get off all the laziness, and uh, you feel alive in a sense. And uh, yeah, every time you challenge like a new thing, that's when you grow up really fast or, or, or like you become like a better person, like, like in a fast way. And uh, I encourage you guys also to always challenge yourself in a new position. Whenever you feel like you feel laziness, your life is kind of just feel the same. Challenging new, uh, challenging new thing always make you feel alive in a way. And uh, like it's gonna, it's gonna be like a source of your life that like, oh yeah, like uh, I made a new thing. I'm making good things. Uh, become like a better person every day and yeah i am still challenging myself in a new in a a new thing like like now uh, i started off like a like an mma uh after i came to college uh there's a lot of people doing like mma so in a sense uh, i'm like training my body to it which i was not used to like back when i was at the high school like 
the middle school. But uh, yeah, it make it does make me feel alive. And uh, if I don't do that now, then I'm just gonna live in the like same boring ass day and the uh, just like reputational. It's it's all gonna be like the same. So uh, I I I encourage you guys to always challenge like a new thing. Yeah. Wow, that was a great speech. That was not an answer. That was a full speech. We need to. We need to quote that. We need to like write that down because a lot of people need to hear that. And when you were talking about that, I was thinking about the about my own challenges. And one of the challenges that, is, that I had in eleventh grade was going to the gym. Like that was a new challenge because prior to that, I never went to the gym and I was scared of going there because I was afraid of other people judging me. But then when I went to the gym, no one judged me. I went to the weights. I lifted. And I started getting stronger as I went to the gym. And another cha- another um, time where I challenged myself was even you know going without social media, like deleting that in eleventh grade and taking a break, mm. you know, a seven day break, and you know even fasting because I did that a few times in high school. Like I went twelve hours without eating any food, and I felt better about myself, man. Huh. But yeah, those challenges are very real, and I'm glad that you're doing an MMA, and you're training yourself um, to to do that sport that you're interested in doing. And I'm glad that you're doing that, man. But you know, we, we had a great conversation, and many good lessons were were talked about in this podcast episode. And I'm glad that that Noah was comfortable enough to do this. Oh, yeah. Do you have any f- final words to say to the audience? Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me. I had a really good time over the podcast. And, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the day. I hope that you guys enjoyed the podcast. And I hope that, that, that you guys take this advice, take our mistakes, take our lessons, and use all of that information to improve your life. Because everyone has their own journey and everyone has their own story. This is Tony and Noah signing off. Have a good one.